Hey everybody, welcome back to our podcast edition. This is Claire. And this is Cece. And happy Sunday, everyone, listening into page 6 of Season 3, Episode 8 of Sundition. Grab a snack or sip some tea as we dive into our culture chat on... New Year's Desolations. So, funny pun there. (laughs) Every New Year's Day comes, as you guys have heard, new resolutions and also new articles about why resolutions are really stupid. And this back and forth between whether resolutions are actually useful bank on the consensus that many people never fully go through with their resolution. Um, for me, I don't think I've actually ever gone through with or set any official resolutions. It was just more like a lighthearted, quote, promise to myself to, like, exercise more, sleep earlier, drink more water, try to eat right a little better. But it's honestly, for me, it's pretty hard to set, to start, and to keep up a new routine. Because I think maybe I go through with it for maybe two to three weeks at most, and then like the routine drops. Either it's because I don't have any motivation for it anymore. The dopamine has ended because I was so proud of myself in the beginning. But then now, as you know, the weeks have gone by, it's like, oh, I've lost motivation for it. And then, or maybe something comes up like a vacation, and then it kind of cuts through my routine, and then I don't start it up again. And same here. I've never personally set up any concrete New Year's resolution, as far as I can remember. And I've never, I've not lived long. (laughs) But I do know that for me, that New Year's does give a sense of a reset, which we've talked about on this podcast before, kind of using resets when you're, in like a block of some sort and then using it to regain your routine right and it really also happens every quarter of the school year where I'm like yeah I'm gonna prep before my lectures start assignments the day it's assigned and do all my readings and yet here I am a week into my first week and I'm already a bit behind on my math lectures because they're all defense, online. They're online. They're asynchronous and recorded. I remember we did that for our senior year too for our stats class because mm-hmm. our teacher would post his lecture videos online on YouTube. So I don't think anyone really paid attention in yeah. class and just went back to them later. And that was certainly a time of my life because I remember going through especially the last two chapters i'm so sorry mr wookie but going through the last two chapters and every morning of the test i wake up at 5 a.m to study to watch all the videos on 1.5 or 2 times speed do a few problems and take the test i remember cc would call me or text me asking for help and I'm the type of person that wakes up super last minute or gets out of bed like really last minute and gives myself just enough time to get ready before I go to class. And then she'd be like up at seven in the morning when our like school starts at nine. She'd be up at seven in the morning calling me and I'd be like, what is it? Huh? Hello? What do you need? And she's like, I need help on math. I'm studying last minute. And I'm like, okay. With my half awake brain trying to help her. Yeah, not a very proud moment (laughs) of my school career, but it is what it is. Thank God I don't do that anymore. Not to that extent. Not to that extent. 
So, yeah. Or, like, I'll say, oh, tomorrow I'll drink another fault of mine. I do not drink enough water. So I'll be like, oh, I'll drink 64 ounces of water, which is basically four cups, four of my cups. And I'll do it for two days and then forget. Yeah, me too. I think that's another big one of mine too. I try to drink more water, but I don't I don't know what's up with me. Sometimes I don't need, I feel like I don't feel the need to drink that much water. So only my body calls when I'm super thirsty and then I yeah. drink a ton of water and then that's it for that day. Yeah, no, when I have my eczema breakouts, I feel so thirsty. Um, I was in um, like a, few, a week ago, I had like my infection. Mm-hmm. And then when we were right before... We the day before we went rock climbing, mm-hmm. I had an infect. I started the infection, and I think I drank about a hundred twenty <gasps> ounces of water. I was like Ooh. the whole. I know it's plastic, but the whole sixteen ounces. I think I drank like seven of those or eight of those. I was like, damn. Oh, I was so thirsty. It's like some days you drink a lot of water, and then some days you just kind of yeah. slack off. But my body was calling for like my I mean, mouth yeah. was really really dry. Yeah. And, I know for the reason. <laughs> I mean, so in my opinion, I think these starting dates are honestly a great way for people to prep for your goals, because you can get ready to set dates, times, and ways of accountability. I know some people have that thing like, "Oh, why start tomorrow when you can start today?" Well, sometimes you need to give yourself some leeway, give yourself yeah. some time to get ready for it. But at the same time, I think the problem isn't that, but it's rather people aren't taking, it's not that people are procrastinating or whatnot, but I think they're not taking their goals seriously enough. Mm -hmm. And so one of our mentors recently wrote a blog post and pinpointed three main reasons why people don't reach their full potential. And I say don't and not can't. Because there's a difference between those two. Don't is that you won't do it. And can't is that's just like physically impossible, which isn't true. So yeah. So those three points are number one, comfort; number two, conformity; and number three, lack of belief. So he pointed out those first two, comfort and conformity, are actually pretty natural and needed for us to survive. But those were needed like hundreds and thousands of years ago when we were like running away from bears and whatnot. <laughs> but now we live in a different world. Yeah, a very updated and advanced society so i don't think we need to scoot away from bears Mm -hmm. on the daily for most people for most people there we go and although we may not like how we currently are like our bad habits our bad attitude about stuff we still are comforted by it enough to stay with it you know not comforted by it just but comfortable comfortable with it to stay enough there we go to stay with it like Mm -hmm. you don't like it but you'll accept it you know yeah and this is like what how i'm seeing it your habits although they're a part of you right because you are what you do Mm -hmm. i don't think they define who you are and i know it's a bit like conflated to say so but i think if we look at it in this perspective and i'm going to explain it i think Mm -hmm. we can better change our habits so if we keep accepting that fact that our bad habits are ourselves, right? We make up our bad habits. I think it's much harder to change because oh, thinking of changing uh-huh. your personality, changing the way you live, it can seem very daunting, right? But if we start isolating our bad habits from ourselves, I think it can be easier. 
Yeah, I completely agree because I think a lot of us are like, oh, my bad habits are a part of who I am, right? They've mm-hmm. some people might have like adopted it into their personality or who they are. I think we've talked about that a little before, like mental health and things like that. If people are mentally unwell, I don't know if there's a better word for that, but like for example, if they have depression, anxiety, then sometimes they decide to adopt that into themselves and don't actively try to fix it as much as they could. So I think it's the same concept for this as well. Yeah, so a good analogy is, or a good example is pretending your problems are someone else's problem. So you're sort of helping a friend maybe change their habits. Mm Mm-hmm. So, Claire, if I were to ask you, maybe I need to drink more water, right? What plan do you advise for me to do that? What would be the plan? I mean, there's a lot of, like, routine apps you can use. Like, reminders and things like that. Just do a timed reminder. Like, I try to track my mood every day. Well, technically should be three times a day. But for me, I'm setting the bar low for myself and doing it at least once a day. (laughs) So I always put reminders, like timed reminders for morning, afternoon, and nighttime for me to do it. And it's helped, I guess. Because usually if I'm not consistent with the mood tracking, then it doesn't give me a result. And it makes me start over. So I always have to put reminders to myself to keep reminding myself to keep doing it. If that makes sense. So, well, Cece, you can apply that to your water (laughs) drinking, I guess. Yeah, so obviously that's great advice. And advice that has been proven, right? Constant reminder is reinforcing a habit. Exactly. Right. And, but, so what I'm referencing here is there was a study, I think we watched in our AP Psych class, or maybe not, is... Students were asked to give advice on how to study better or how to succeed at school. And they gave really good advice, mm-hmm. right? Put your phone in another room, blah, blah, blah. Out of sight, out like, of mind. Those are, like, pr- not proven, but those are supported ways of being more productive. But do we do ourselves? Uh, hardly not really. Not. So, in this case, it's not that we don't know what to do. We do, Right. But we struggle with taking our own advice that we would give to other people. True. If the problem isn't that we don't know how to set our goals or what to do, then why don't we succeed, right? Because now we have an actionable plan. Right. So we can look at the second bullet point, conformity. So sometimes, because the people around us may not be changing, we may not feel pressure to change. And like we've said before, peer pressure is so, so powerful And I personally prefer peer pressure over parent pressure because I feel with parents, there tends to be like a rebellious spirit. Like, oh, just because you're telling me to do it. I won't do it. Yeah, I won't do it. But with friends, you're like, oh, it's quote unquote cooler. I know this is, I sound like a parent. (laughs) Usually people follow the trends of their friends over their parents, right? Agreed. This is why you should join groups to surround yourself with others to get that accountability, right? So these examples such as workout buddies, study partners, like doing classes instead of maybe online async stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think classes 
work, especially for be in person classes, gets me to actually go learn and not skip class. True. And for me, if I'm on call with somebody, it's easier for me to do my work just because I'm not using mm-hmm. my phone constantly. Because I get distracted by my phone. But if I'm on call on my phone, mm-hmm. then I can't use my phone. Mm-hmm. And it's also easier for me to study with like a quote body double. Basically, when like somebody else is there, they don't have to watch me do my work or like be like, hey, are you doing your work right now? Mm-hmm. They just have to be there. And I do my work a lot more smoothly or much more efficiently or more productive or whatever you want to say yeah so same here with me and i think a lot of people do do classes right like workout classes that's why they're popular over working out at home but sometimes you still don't see the results you want yeah which is a also another big part of exercise because i feel like a lot of people exercise to see results in their Mm -hmm. bodies and their weight or whatever but the thing is that doesn't always happen for people and plus results aren't immediate right Mm -hmm. i feel like a lot of people expect those immediate results and they're not patient enough to wait aka me with my reels girl (laughs) (sighs) waiting for the two-week mark yeah and then i think that's why a lot of people lose motivation when it comes to these new year's resolutions or something Mm -hmm. for exercise or even when they just want to randomly start an exercise plan it's that they don't see results right away and they decide ah oh, fuck it it's not working and then they stop yeah so with that it leaves us with the last bullet point which is lack of belief but you may be saying bro cc i have been doing all this stuff i've been doing goal i've set my goals i've been doing the stuff i've been like be holding myself accountable so how can i not believe in myself if i'm doing it because you're half-assing it (laughs) so i'm definitely guilty of this for swimming there was a time where i was struggling and getting any faster because yeah i showed up consistently but was i truly trying at practice debatable and so even though my goal was to go faster and i had all these I had say the first and second step there I wasn't really I wasn't full assing it <laughs> you I wasn't like truly, wholeheartedly yeah I wasn't tr- I didn't truly believe I could do it I was just gonna put in the work or like put in work I wasn't gonna I don't know I wouldn't say it's the full work but I was gonna put in work see where it goes that's not like even though you show up this doesn't mean that you're actually putting in all your yes. effort or whatever effort you can put in. Yeah. I'm not sure there's anything for me because it's for me it's usually all or nothing. So okay. if it's all or nothing, then it seems all like or nothing. Someone's a little. <laughs> but that's good. So yeah. it's because I don't think I really. I guess maybe Taekwondo when I was younger, but that was mm-hmm. like years ago. So mm-hmm. I quit a while ago. But um, I mean sparring. I guess I was low key forced to go kind of often throughout the week because my dad wanted me to for obvious reasons self-defense whatever but i hated it so but i genuinely tried to get better at it however was i trying enough Eh, not really like i didn't i wasn't super committed to it and i don't think i got that much better at it like i showed up every week multiple times a week but i 
honestly could say that I wasn't proud of what I was doing there just because I wasn't fully putting my effort in. So, yeah. yeah. And another example is actually in our letter to the podcaster of this week. So if you haven't listened to that, go listen to it. It's where we review the like our college application journey along with a current senior. And in the end, we talked a little about about how many schools you should apply to because that was a question we had. Mm-hmm. And we were like, and some uh, the person who asked was like, oh, as should we apply to as many as we can? And that was like an immediate no for all three of us <laughs> because it's one. I mean, if this is not to describe, um, okay, this I mean, is not to say to. you can't do it, but I'm saying for the majority of people, like applying to say all Ivies, just for the sake of applying to all Ivies, is is like a dishonor of your work because <laughs> if you don't believe you can get in, you're just gonna write. Like some half-assed, crappy essays. To be honest, even if you don't intend for it to be crappy, like obviously yeah. you're usually trying to put in as much effort as you can, right? But if you subconsciously believe that, eh, then there's no point in this because I won't get in anyway. Yeah. Then that'll reflect on your work. Because when people ask, like especially most people you ask, uh, most current seniors you ask about their college journey, like what's your What's your goal, right? They're like, oh, get into this college, get into that college. And they said, oh, but I can't. Or it's too hard, Oh, like, I don't think I will. Which, of course, it is hard, right? But if you're kind of facing it with that attitude that you can't even get in, what is the point of applying? Yeah. I mean, I understand your need to be realistic at the same time. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, if it's truly, truly way, way above what you can strive for, then then what's the point of applying i guess but like that's okay yeah but if it's definitely something doable even if it's like a little bit out of reach you can definitely get there if you tried and you're still like oh i don't think i can do it then you honestly might be ruining the chances for yourself yeah and i would actually disagree a little bit even if it's far away but you want to get in, believe you can get in as you do the process. Like, True. Truly I'm just saying, like, it. if it's, like, truly, like, impossible. Like, yeah. If your grades are, like, a 2.0 and you're no extracurriculars, like, nothing. And you're trying to strive for, like, a That's super, true. super yes. prestigious college. Then. But that, that should, when you, get, when you set your goal, that is kind of where you should be thinking, thinking about, about that, that yeah. as well. Just, like, don't strive for anything super, like crazy that you know i mean i don't want to say that i don't want to say that like of course there's that chance that you'll get in but stay realistic that's my take on it yes don't like i mean it's good to dream it's good to strive for the best whatever but you need to keep your head straight yeah if you know i think if a better way to say it you should always dream big, but when you dream big, you should make sure that those dreams are actual goals, that yeah. you set up steps that you can achieve it. Because there are a lot of, like, even stories you hear of, I mean, I don't love these people, like, people like Elon Musk or Bezos, 
there were people who told them what you can't do you it. can't do it like it's physically they think it was out of this world but they did it you know because mm-hmm. they took steps to make it happen realistic steps, steps yeah. and set realistic goals to help them achieve, achieve that impossible thing mm-hmm. or seemingly impossible thing obviously not impossible because they're doing it but as long as you keep the right stepping stones for yourself and you're also not afraid to make mistakes and you know you have the end goal in sight constantly then much better chance of doing it this mentor also had a phrase that's like a (laughs) i'm not sure if this is right idealist we think i think it's we think that's what it says samson if you're listening correct if correct us if we're wrong so yeah going back to our original point (laughs) so um one phrase that he used and that we've talked about too is self-efficacy right And self-efficacy isn't just how efficient you are, but how efficient you believe you are. Yeah. Right? And this honestly reminds me of that one cartoon episode. I feel like it's Spongebob, but I know it's not Spongebob. But there was this character, and she was, like, underwater, and she was trying to do flips. And the whole episode, of course, it wasn't her. Like, it wasn't just about doing flips, but they were doing, like, some other quests and whatnot and adventures. But it was about believing in yourself. And at the end, she was like, I believe I can do it. And then she does a little flip and she does it, you know? Like I she, have no idea what you're talking about. She does flip and she does it. And it wasn't that she couldn't ever do it, but you got to believe in yourself. And I think one recent struggle I had with this is when Claire and I went rock climbing. And I was uh, like, they're up there shaking. And, and I was Samson so and I were scared. Like, you got this. Because I couldn't believe, like, if I just, like, pulled, I didn't believe that I could reach for the next rock. Rock. Okay. Or, like, the foothold or the handhold or whatever. I didn't believe it because I was so scared. Of course, this this isn't, like, a a New Year's goal or something (laughs) because it's kind of more in the moment. Uh But the example still stands, right? Because at the end of the day... Uh, at the end of the thing, I had just practiced. And even though I didn't make it all the way, I was able to at least reach it because or like do what like you're mustering up with. the courage. Yeah. And I know it's very cliche and it's told over and over again. And I know you're tired of it. But the reason like it's told over and over again is because there's a lot of truth to it. Like manifesting, if you guys have mm. ever manifested, actually manifested, like did the whole music and did the whole thing. <laughs> And the, the repetition and the rituals, you know that manifesting is just helping yourself believe in yourself. Whatever you're trying to manifest. Yeah. Or whatever you're trying to achieve. And it's, of course, backing this all up, isn't, this isn't overconfidence or anything. This isn't saying, I believe I can rule the world and you, but if you do nothing to rule the world. Then that, the manifestation no is just. Won't work. Yeah. When you believe in yourself, you tend to work harder and also more efficient and better at what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, believe in yourself, guys. Don't forget to set your realistic goals, too. That's honestly one of the biggest parts of this as mm-hmm. well. Because if you don't set realistic goals and reachable things and a timeline for yourself, then I'd say you'd probably have a harder time trying to yes. achieve what you set out to do. I believe I can fly... Yeah, so that was our page six for the day. A little New Year's Eve 
for the New Year's vibes. It's a New Year's themed episode. Yes. Don't fret if you haven't started. Start now. Or start planning now. Yeah. But before we leave you, we are moving away from our fun thing to do on Sunday to a weird thing to do on Sunday. So our weird slash unusual thing is to learn new alphabets of other languages. Of other languages. So like, you know how Korean they have their own set of alphabet, Japanese too, Russian, every other language. Every other language. I mean, like, some, I mean, of course, like, some use, like, the A, B, C, D, E alphabet, but they just pronounce it really funky or different. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know the French R's, right? Yeah. They're, like, they come from your throat. It's That's true. That's stupid. Yeah, learn other languages, the alphabets of other languages. And it doesn't even have to be. words, too, if you want. And it doesn't even have to be languages used in real life. You can learn, like. Oh, like, you know Lord of the Rings? Yeah, you that's like that the elf, the elf languages or the orc language if you want. Orc language kind of sucks because it sounds really weird, but the elf one's nicer. Yeah, but up to you. Yeah. If you like the orc one, go for the orc one. Or like the, uh, like some of the languages in like Mandalorian or something. Mm. I don't know. Up to you guys. Well, we hope you have fun and let us know how it goes. Thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful Sunday.